welcome to Bunch. I'm Claire Sutcliffe and I've been building and leading communities for over 15 years. I'm fascinated by the concept of community-led growth, so I'm on a journey to meet the innovators who are building communities to grow their business. This episode of Bunch is sponsored by Cause.io, a community reward and motivation tool to boost your company's growth. More information in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Bunch. This week, our guest is Tavi Kopka, founder and CEO of Cause.io. Now, the name Cause.io might be familiar to you because I have just pronounced it during the advert that ran at the beginning of this podcast. And I'm really excited to have Tavi here with us to speak about Cause today. So Tavi, welcome. Hello. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you're coming to us today from Tallinn, where it is cold and rainy, I understand. True. Yes, it is also cold and rainy here in Cambridge as well. We share that in common, as well as our shared interest in cause, ethical capitalism and making communities co-owners to boost growth. So without further ado, could you give us an outline of cause and its mission? You just did. You basically said that if you want to also motivate, remember your community effort. And if you build something together and if there is success, why not to share back that success? It hasn't been possible in an easy way until now. So we are just a platform to remember everybody's effort. And if there is a success, then share it back. That's our mission. Great. And how does it work? The long story first. I have built many uh, companies in my life. And with all those different initiatives, you get lots of help from other people, from advisors, from your first customers, from family, friends, etc. And uh, it's useful. But uh, usually how you respond is you just say thank you or like you give them uh, a bottle of wine for Christmas or something like that. So it has bothered me decades that why can't I just give them equity in the company? And the simple answer is it's legally impossible. Like you just can't. I mean, you can't have thousands of people in your cap table. It's uh, nonsense. I mean, nobody can handle that unless you are a public company, but then it's a different story. So I took this as a challenge with my team that what if, I mean, like, how can we solve it that, uh, okay, you can't be in a, in a cap table, like I can't give you shares, but how can I remember that you helped me and uh, give you back if there is success? So basically what we need to do, we need to sign a contract between two, two of us where we state that, okay, you, Claire, help me here. And I, as a founder and CEO of the company, I promise to you, and there's a contract now, we are, we're promising the contract that if my company will be successful, basically if I, as a founder, make money, you also will get your share. So now we have to handle those contracts and there might be, like I said, thousands of them. And uh, next day, let's say tomorrow, like month from now, you help me again. So it needs to be super simple how to sign those contracts and how to agree on this. So we made the whole new legal product out of that, that we call virtual shares. So any company can generate virtual shares. It's up to you, like how you want to value them, et cetera, how to connect it with company value, for example. And then you start giving those virtual shares, which are basically contracts. Okay, if I give you one share or five shares or 10 shares, and in that contract, I promise that if something good happens, I will buy back those shares. So that's how you can motivate people that uh, you have recognized them, like they have been remembered. 
And if there is success in future that we don't know at the moment, you will be compensated. The company will buy back your shares. That's how it works. Great. And how do you think being a co-owner of a business motivates people to act in ways that they wouldn't have otherwise? That's an interesting question. Uh, I'm an engineer and uh, entrepreneur. So I always have thought that uh, money makes the world go round. Uh, so if you give people uh, enough motivation, also financial motivation, uh, they will do what you want. And that's, uh, <laughs> you both know, <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> the communities doesn't work this way. For communities, you have to give the purpose and they have to like the journey that you offer to them and they want to help you during the journey. And money is not their first thing in their mind. So uh, money is the thing, let's say, in affiliate business models, like when people help you to sell or like promote certain product or in influencer business. But if you build something bigger, let's say, if you build a, a community of solo entrepreneurs or if you build a, a product like Figma, for example, uh, Figma is a very good example. Uh, they build the whole product uh, together with the community. Uh, I just want to help. And people around you, they, they want to help you. And it's, it's your gesture that you actually can record all those efforts and, and give back when the time is right. And, and, and that's extremely powerful because people have the feeling that they are co-owners because you have given them virtual shares. Yet they understand that they are worthless until the success happens. But that's the whole point. I mean, as a community, as a group of people who are amazed about your purpose that that you have as a goal or business goal, like let's build it together. And if something good comes out of that, like, wow, why not take money? But uh, it's not the thing, that is not the main reason why I want to help you. I want to help you because I actually, I want to live together in, during this this journey. I like I like your purpose. Yeah. So when you're using standard affiliate and reward models, it's transactional, short term. It's not a deep relationship. When you made somebody a co-owner in your business, it's a long lasting emotional and financial investment into the relationship that the community member has with the company. Yeah, I mean, very simple answer, example, referrals, bring me three of your friends, uh, get 10 pounds for each friend. That's a very usual model and has been used, I think, most of the platforms on earth. But that model doesn't work anymore because, first of all, it's a small amount of money. And uh, like you said, it's a short term. Do something good and forget it instantly compared with the fact that, okay, I record that you did some good. Yes, the current value of, of that referral might be 10 euros. But if the company grows 10 times, the 10 euros turns to 100 euros or pounds. Or it might turn to zero if some, nothing happens. So the, what you gain is the relationship and the fact that you are part of my community, you are part of my company, like you are the co-owner, even though you are not owning actual shares, you are owning virtual shares, uh, which means that uh, you still have right to the money if there is an exit. But obviously, you are not uh, a shareholder from the business law perspective. Let's talk a little bit more about the mismatch of incentives or rewards compared with the work that businesses often ask people to do. So it might be like, oh, refer a friend and get £10 off. And actually, it's too small a reward to bother most people with doing with it, depending on like the amount of work that's required to do it. Can you talk a little bit about how you go through with your clients or 
our clients now about how they how they think about the number of shares that they give for different work describing what that work might be yeah i mean people are different like i said uh, i also thought in the beginning that if you just promise people money they will do stuff for you yeah there is a group of people affiliate marketing for example that's where truly this happens but if i look how our customers are using it it's definitely for long-term relationships obviously even if you give uh, virtual shares to the people it's not working for 100 for the community members still the engagement is smaller but what every company has seen you instantly get like 30 up to 50 people true fan community i mean group of people to whom you can always call have a question that, okay, I have this idea uh, to develop, for example, this additional uh, functionality into the application. What do you think about that? And not every, all of those true fans will respond, but uh, enough of them will respond to make a conclusion, like, should you continue uh, with this uh, opportunity or not? It works differently for different people, but definitely you have a reason uh, why to approach them. Uh, you have a channel uh, to them and if they are interested of your purpose the say willingness to help is way bigger and also it's not so painful to ask favors anymore because uh, the community knows that whenever you ask a favor and if they respond they will get compensated and it's not instant money they all understand it and they don't do it for instant money it's a long journey i mean communities are built for their longer purposes they are. I think this whole product and the idea of community speaks to the fact that at their core, most human beings just want to be loved and to belong. Also, if I can add to this, it's a very important list. The first thing is definite recognition that you notice that they exist and you value them. And the second thing is they have a say. They have opinion and do actually listen to their opinion. And uh, this is, I think, very important. You asked uh, the question uh, more precisely how they value their effort or contribution, uh, what community does to them uh, with virtual shares. Yeah. Why don't you give the example of Cause and how Cause gives virtual shares for the work our community do for us? Because that's a, a living example. So most of the examples are same kind, uh, meaning that if you have a pool of virtual shares, you have certain nominal value. Like our value started from five euros per share, but the company value grew. So now currently the one share valuation is 23 euros. And the way how we think about it is that whatever you do for the company, let's say you make us a referral or like uh, you help any of our company, uh, we measure your effort in real money. So uh, in real life, if it wouldn't be virtual shares, we would pay you, let's say, for this kind of action, we will pay you 50 euros. But instead of paying you 50 euros, uh, we give you two shares because it's almost uh, free, like 50, 50 euros in, in amount. Or we give you, uh, sorry, two shares or three shares, like depending like uh, how much we value the, the effort. Uh, if you bring us new customer and we land that customer in the beginning for the lead, we give you one share because you just made an intro. And if you land, if you land that deal, you get nine more. So you end up with uh, 10, 10 virtual shares. One share is 23 euros. So you end up with 230 euros. And if the company grows 10 times, uh, bringing us one customer now, when we are in early stage of our company, will give you back 2,300 euros. Like, so uh, simple math, it's like a lottery ticket, but <laughs> yeah, it works at least for, my, for our community. 
So next, I want to talk about how cause or the idea of virtual shares can be an alternative path to wealth for people who otherwise are only earning wealth through a salary. Yeah, it's 95% of people, even more in the world, their own income, uh, monthly income is salary. So no dividends, no interests, share price growth or anything like this. And they are humans, which means that uh, they have their jobs and uh, they do a lot uh, outside of their job life, like they help others. If I help others, if I contribute my time to help another company to achieve something, this could be an easy way to compensate uh, to those people that uh, they have shared time, like they have shared their energy with you and uh, they don't have money to buy your shares. But the fact that they did something for you also gives them a chance that if you're successful, they can earn extra. Obviously, it won't be thousands or millions, like, uh, again, like depends like what kind of effort there is, but uh, still it's uh, an opportunity that if you don't have money, but if you invest time, you like get money later if there is success, if that was useful that what you did and like that actually helped the company to, to grow bigger. So uh, from that perspective, it's an opportunity for many people to have a participation or share in any company. And the ownership of assets beyond capital generated purely from a salary, I think is a very freeing thing. I mean, look at the Quora. Quora is a business, even though people helping uh, with answers free of charge. Look at Drupal. Uh, it's a community of engineers who all benefit uh, from development of that language or that platform. They also put a lot of free contribution back to that solution. Again, like if let's say Drupal is uh, sold in one point of time, I don't know if it ever happens, but it would be nice to remember who helped the most. Or Wikipedia, like it never will be sold, but again, what if the contribution is measured and can be compensated? Yeah. Duolingo is a good example of this. So the content of Duolingo courses was all contributed by its community members up until its IPO. Imagine if every one of those community members had received a virtual share for their contribution to certain courses. And when that IPO had happened, it would have made a lot of people very rich. Yeah. I mean, um, Figma is the same example. Yeah. And I think that's what you and I have in common is that we think that that should happen. It is both the good thing and the smart thing to do to reward your community members for the work that they do in making you successful. There are different types of help anyway. But the good thing with the community is that we both know you have like community like growth. You have to give tools to your community members so they can grow their own community and uh, make the whole ecosystem bigger and bigger. So here we say the same thing that like if you make those payments or like if you reward somebody virtual shares, like uh, you can have different levels and uh, the one who help you more wants to get more. So even though you remember every community member and let's say everybody has like one up to five shares, what you can do is that the ones who have helped you the most, let's say the people who have earned more than 100 shares, they actually get extra. So there are like extra levels are unlocked. So you can gamify all this. So it doesn't have to be same principle for everybody. Yeah, it's very flexible. You mentioned community-led growth there. Can you talk about how cause boosts community-led growth 
from the standard strategy. I would even open up a new topic. Having this kind of uh, one-on-one contracts also allows to generate new type of companies. Historically, the companies are owned by founders and then investors, they do their buying options for the employees. That's a possibility. But you can't make your supply or demand your company co-owner. But we already have customers who publicly say that they will share the up to 30% of the company back to the supply or 30% of the company back to demand. So yet, let's say if you're a marketplace and you need a differentiator, if you are in a fair competition with, let's say, bigger name, names against you, so how can you beat them? Technology is equal uh, in all areas. Like So there has to be something special about you. And say if you're a marketplace and you are heavily supply dependent, make them your co-owners. Even though they are not in the cap table, but if you agree with your investors and your founders that, okay, let's allocate this amount of money for like this amount of share to the virtual shareholders, you don't have to put them into the cap table, but you have an agreement that whenever we have an exit, like first we have to take care of the supply. So we have to pay out. Like, and then we can like share the rest of the amount among ourselves. So it allows new type of business models, like DAOs, what we, what we saw during the crypto time. But the DAOs failed because they wanted to go do socialism or even communism, that uh, everything belongs to everybody. And I was born in Soviet Union, so uh, I know that communism and socialism doesn't work. So somebody has to take the responsibility. But giving a significant amount of your company to the supply, for example, especially when supply has a choice if, you, if to join with you or any other platform. This is a big advantage. It is. And we refer internally to these people as ethical capitalists. Could you talk to us a bit about what we mean by that in reference to those companies that we were just talking about? I mean, shared success, everybody defines it differently. But nowadays, capitalism, where you want to increase the value of the shareholders in any case possible. Also, let's say historically, let's say children in, in mines, let's say, or in factories. I mean, like you say, oh God, but we all like uh, electric cars. And then we, if we ask like, what, like where the raw materials came uh, for electric cars uh, or for the batteries, we very soon we'll end up with uh, mines in Africa where still the children are used. So uh, it's not so yesterday, like so. Cheese. Yeah, it is cheese. I did not know that. But at least, I mean, in, in Europe, we can say that, okay, we don't use uh, children in the factories anymore. Like so, but the ethical capitalism uh, is the thing that uh, you start build together with your community. I mean, telco companies, banks, any commodity businesses, they become so equal that the only like way to differentiate these, you have like different colors in your logo because the value proposition is the same. The quality of the call or the data speed is the same. So how you differentiate? And uh, I refuse to think that the market shares stay the same like next 100 years and only let's say 10, 15% of the people are switching between different telcos. So I believe that people will start to use or choose their banks and other commodity services according to the value base, what those companies have. And if those companies give back to the community a lot, if they uh, also not 
develop their own business, but, but give back to the local community, we'll start to differentiate them compared with the competitors. So it will be more value-based businesses, not just money, 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 money. Money is still important. Like, not, let's not forget that. Yeah, long-term money. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, as a, as a child of Soviet Union, like, I like to think that if you mix capitalism with some, a little bit socialism, it might be even better. The perfect mix. But only, only a small part. Okay, only a small part. <laughs> So can you tell us about how some of Cause's clients are using Cause as much as you can? Mm -hmm. I mean, every company defines their ways to earn. So first of all, every company has business goals, uh, what they want from their community. Then they align those business goals with ways to earn and basically becomes part of your community management toolbox. So it's not, I mean, just giving virtual shares won't make your product perfect. So if your product sucks and you can't do sales, virtual shares won't help you. Yeah, you can't make super fans if you've got a product that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, so but if you have a good, good product, but let's say you lack of awareness or you just need more attention to your product, need more feedback from your customers, I mean, to incentivize that, building your own community around your product and company is, I think, the only way how to act. And then like adding also virtual shares and ownership feeling on top of that makes it perfect. Brilliant. Who are some folks that are using Cause that people might have heard of and how are they using it? I think Workfree and Go-Getters are definitely names in UK. Mike Raisabel. One of our main investors is David Henricus from Wise. Currently, he has a fund called Plural. Uh, he has said and quote here that if Cause was available back when they started Wise or TransferWise, he would definitely use it. Because if you're an early stage business in financial market, you need attention, you need loyal community, you have to grow together with community and uh, having these kind of virtual shares, is, it is no brainer. And that's why he invested. First time he heard about us, uh, even in the pre-seed round, uh, he invested. Uh, Tarvet is a very wise man. <laughs> yeah, wise. That was a mum joke or you all. I don't tell dad jokes, just mum jokes. So Tavi, I think that's been a really great explanation. Thank you very much for sharing your passion and knowledge for this subject. See you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, give us a nice juicy rating so more people can find us. And if you haven't already, then subscribe to Bunch wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.